This episode of Pot of the Jam is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. Did you hear that? I'm going through changes. There aren't any coyotes in England. Out by 16 or dead in the scene, but together forever. United against life as we know it. God Howard, this is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? What was it? A big dog, maybe? He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. My friend Jack was just here. Your dead friend, Jack. Hi, David. He told me that I will become a monster in two days. Did I change last night? Howl at the moon. Tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people. You'd be surprised what horrors a man is capable of. This is a very confusing time for your sister. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. David, don't lose control. Control? What control? David, I can help you. No, I'm not safe to be with. You gotta stay away from me. Welcome to today's episode of Podcast of the Damned. We are doing a special second episode in our three-part monster series. And this week we are, oh, sorry, not this week, but today, because I forgot you guys are lucky you get daily podcasts from us. <laughs> we are doing Werewolves. Oh. <laughs> I'm Emma. I'm Jane. And I'm Shori. And we are so excited for this one. Like, let the full yes. moon rise. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I, yeah, I'm super excited for this one. And you know what? The werewolves are the one kind of uh, monster genre that I've never really been into, but I watched these movies for this episode and I was like, fuck yeah, this really, one movie in particular, and we're going to get to it, really oh. turned me around and I was like, holy shit, that was a werewolf experience I never thought I was going to have. I've mm-hmm. always loved werewolf movies. I, I've yep. always loved werewolf lore. I just, I don't know what it is in mm. series or whatever. Werewolves, it's just something I've always really enjoyed, except for one of the films that we're going to be talking about today <laughs> that takes a very different turn in my brain. So, <laughs> yeah. Dean, Werewolves have... are my monster too. They're, they're my favourite monster. Okay, so yeah. why have you guys both always loved werewolves i'm really curious oh look i just think when i think about it and it's it's also looking at cartoons as well like as a kid i used to love the cartoons where you'd have a group of monsters together <laughs> and so it was never just one archetype and mm. in that you've always got the werewolf that's and, and, and the thing i always love about the werewolf as well is in every other element of that kind of horror and horror lore it, it's about a person turning into something and that's what they are and accepting that but with a werewolf mm. it's always a switch and a tone um mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily have that kind of control but it's also really easy to cosplay <laughs> is it yes you can wear a normal outfit and then just put some tough oh and that's things true like, yeah yeah i yeah. did a i did a um <laughs> we went down to halloween in our local town um lolly shop one year and i just painted my nose black and put werewolf fangs in and mess my beard up a bit and I look like a werewolf straight away. Yeah. Like, well, it's that, not that's what I was going to say. What about the fa- what about the face and head? What do you do? Like, 
I That'd guess it, it well, just depends on what kind of werewolf. Like, yeah, exactly the kind of werewolf. And, but actually, yeah, well. and I guess it depends where in the transition you are because they exactly. kind of go from you know it reminds me of that what was that book series or was it a TV series in the nineties like Animorphs where they oh, like, yeah. Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> and like slowly morphed into another animal. Yeah, the spooky oh. version of that. <laughs> the thing, the thing with werewolves as well is I think if we remember back to yesterday's podcast, uh, mm. obviously we're we're recording this in a different time frame, but. We remember back to yesterday's podcast when we're dealing with vampires, you mm. know, and there was this constant tug and pull of, oh, I have to kill someone, I have to do that. It's the animalistic thing with a werewolf. It's it's the mm. true yeah. nature of the beast. And yep. uh, it's also just great. <laughs> like, I we're, honestly the just werewolf love them. doesn't have a choice too because most of the time mm. the, the person changing blacks out and they don't remember yeah. it, whereas and, with the vampire and- they have to do it. This and maybe is true. The actor in me as well, like the actor in me as well, very much enjoys the the fact that with with when it comes to werewolves, the struggle that the person has can be so varied. Like when when you look mm. at what we looked at with vampires, it was pretty much that same kind of narrative, like this ongoing mm. hunger and da 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 da. But where werewolves are concerned, some people embrace it, some mm. people don't. Some people embrace their inner beat beast some people mm. find it really conflicting like there's a lot to play with there and I think I you're, really enjoy that you're right actually it's funny how I think when you look at werewolves in, in popular culture there is this idea that for some people um they find it there's something about the fact that you you literally turn into an animal which seems to absolve any moral responsibility for what you do when you're yeah. in the wolf state so some people you do see they they choose to just embrace it and it doesn't have those really evil, monstrous implications that becoming a vampire does. Like yeah. I'm, just, I'm thinking even in yeah. Buffy, we have, I'm thinking sure about what you said about not having a choice. Like you, you, we've got Angel who is tormented and choosing not to <laughs> drink human blood. And then we've got Oz who literally doesn't have a choice to the point that he has to try and shackle himself up and lock himself yeah. in a cage mm-hmm. when there's a full moon because you don't. Have, there is no choice. So it's yeah. like, and there's something kind of, I, I love think it. there's something even liberating about turning into a werewolf, right? Absolutely. Because you, you're not tormented by human yeah. notions of like yep. a, a moral conscience or ethics. You're just like you're an animal and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Do you know what? I th- I think, and this is going to come up when we talk about the last movie, I think maybe the reason I haven't resonated towards um, werewolf um, movies as much is because it's very rare to see a female werewolf. You, mm-hmm. you don't get many narratives about women. Um, and because this is just something, I, and I know, Shori, this is going to be the opposite of your take, but I hate the transformation scenes. They're so, oh, it's the body they're horror. Pretty full. I know. They're really yeah. full on. And I, I know, Shori, that that is your bag. And lots of people love that about the werewolf genre. But I'm always like, oh, like peeking through my watch, fingers. Just because you watched the movie with the greatest werewolf transformation of all time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's one, of the, it's one of the things I love. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Eb, is the fact that um, normally the portrayal of werewolf, female werewolves, um, is really really aiming towards straight men. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very much that narrative of, of it's like and it's a just thing. And it's just, yeah. but when you see it, it's not, it's yeah. not about anything other than that. Yeah. You, no. You're spot on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, should we dive in? Let's... We should dive into our quick, right, do a well, quick, quick one on our first movie because. Uh... First things first, I owe everyone in the podcast and everyone <laughs> as a part of this podcast, a massive apology. This first one was my pick, one that I loved in my childhood years and yep. re-watching it. And I, I, don't, I don't even remember when the last time was that I re-watched it, but mm. I'm re-watching it for this. Um, 
I, the number of times, it took me an entire week to watch it. Oh, wow. An entire week because I kept <laughs> stopping it. And I mean, the first time I stopped it was in three, the first three minutes. Oh, so wow. Like, the opening oh, credits were atrocious. Terrible. And uh, the film I'm talking about is Team Wolf, but it literally took me an entire week to watch the film because it's such a bad watch. Why don't we do our description, Shory? So Team Wolf, an ordinary high school student, discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree pun intended, when he finds himself turning into a werewolf. And, I mean, it's starring Michael J. Fox. It was completely in his, you know, wheelhouse of popularity mm. and ability. Well, he hates the movie, of, too. He doesn't I, like I, it. I don't blame oh, him. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I so did do you know to... why he hates it? Do we yeah. Know? Um, I think he just didn't like making it. And from what, you know, they wanted him to come back for the sequel and he told him pretty much to uh, go jump. Yeah. So it sounds like he just didn't have a good time making it and... It was sort of, I think it's sort of thing where he, like this was just before Back to the Future, I think, if mm. I'm looking at the dates correctly, mm. uh, or maybe just after the first Back to the Future. And um, he, like his popularity was skyrocketing at the mm. time. Yeah. Well, I love Michael J. Fox. I think everyone loves mm. Michael J. Fox. Mm. But, yeah, he's just, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's a terrible, really, it's a terrible film. I'm curious to know because I, I didn't love it, but for me it was just, it was a very tacky um 80s film that tried too hard to draw on a lot of in like every, the yeah. yeah a lot of the tropes of like of 80s teen movies and it's definitely of its time there are some references and um oh my god dialogue Actions in that movie everything. that just oh the, the scene in the garage yep yeah I was yeah. like oh like because I watched it with Elroy and he hadn't seen it for years and we <laughs> both like audibly winced and we were like oh that hasn't aged yeah well that's no. not that's not, not at good. all. It's really, it's, that's and that's good. the thing of it. Like, I know the best friend is meant to be an idiot, but he's actually a misogynistic asshole. And like, that was the thing too, when he was talking about getting the keg and he's like, they won't let me into the party if I don't get the keg. But then he's the one hosting all the games at the party. Yeah, like, it doesn't make so sense. It, it did make, but I think the thing that really struck me with the, my hatred for this film <laughs> in rewatching, like, is the fact that, not only is it truly terrible, but that um, the character of is it Scott, Michael J. Fox's mm-hmm. character of Scott, and I think this is one of the things that he'd enjoy as well, he's not the hero of this story. He's not likeable. He's, mm-hmm. he's not. The reality of this is he, I mean, I, I, lo- like, I love the thing where it's just like it started and here we go. It has all these really good elements, and if it had been mm-hmm. given a bit more of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie treatment to it, where mm-hmm. it played more into the comedy of it as opposed mm-hmm. to the, huge archetype of characters and really, really bad metaphors. But the whole thing where he was a nobody and 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 they, the team couldn't win a basketball and then when he becomes the wolf and suddenly everything's okay mm. and then he's like, I've got to do the right thing and not be the wolf and then everything turns out okay. I truly hate everything about <laughs> this film and I was the one that picked it. And more importantly, I think the one character that is the most hard done by is Booth. Booth is fantastic, oh, yeah. a fantastic-looking woman, mm. uh, absolutely great. So much better-looking like, woman he's chasing after too. But, well, I mean, and I know that's the point, but also just <laughs> smart, intelligent, connected, beautiful, mm-hmm. great. Fa- like the costume designer is the only thing I really enjoyed in this film. The costume <laughs> designer is great. But the rest of it was, and it's just, he should, he does. At, what I hate is that she, he doesn't deserve her ever. No, not yeah. at all. Treats her like that the whole time. And I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it. It's just, yeah, no. Nah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, to, like, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, 
I think there are a lot of movies of that time that oh, you, of could say, you could say the same about them, that they set yeah, yeah. up this really yeah. um, reductive, stereotypical kind of love triangle where there's the main kid who's got this, like, nerdy, you know, female friend who we're all wanting him to really end up with, but he's chasing after the quote-unquote hot girl because that's all women can be. They can be hot or they yeah. can be the girl next door. Nerdy. Yeah, that's it. There's only um, two, Emma. That's it. Yeah. There's no, only two it. women and that's no. it. No. I know, that's it. Um, he's, and, <laughs> and usually the guy's kind of douchey and you kind of think, yeah. they don't really, like I'm kind of, I know a lot of people are going to hate this, but, you know, I hate Ferris Bueller's Day Off because Me Ferris too. is not a likable character. He's not likable in any way. He is I hate an that movie awful, so much. awful person and mm-hmm. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not anyway, deserve Mia Sarah. He doesn't no. deserve no. anything. He's mm-hmm. just, and it's that same thing. And, and yeah. this is the thing. With, you're right. With this film, I think they just relied on the fact that it's Michael J. Fox. If yeah. any other yeah. actor had played this role, if yeah. any other actor had played it, I think there would have been more work into a little bit more mm. nuance. I mean, mm-hmm. and the thing of it is, like... I, <laughs> there was no knows, nuance in this film. No nuance whatsoever. at all. Like, and now he's the wolf just strutting down school and everyone's well, like, it, yeah, you're cool. I, I mean, yeah. even the wolf dance thing. The wolf dance thing is ridiculous. Like, I said, it's to, I said to Elroy at one point, but, we're watching it and I said, I feel like... Honestly, someone just in the writer's room or, or whatever sat down and they were like, imagine how funny it would be if, like, a teenager was a werewolf, but then they still did, like, normal teenager things. Well, and then they yeah. just made that the movie and they <laughs> yeah. just kind of tried and to shoehorn a plot into there. There really was no plot and it was just going from one scene to another of a teen wolf doing funny, weird yeah. shit. With nothing to hold it together. Not not even slightly. And, I mean, if they did a remake of that Teen Wolf movie now, Booth's Mm. family would actually be werewolf hunters and that would be Are you guys guys saying Booth or Booth? I can't remember, so I was saying Booth. Is it Booth or Booth? I'm not saying anything because I don't remember. But it's actually, as we would say in in Australia, Boof, B-O-O-F. Well, I'm not going to call it Boof. No, because I said they're going, oh, yeah, it's Booth. Yeah, it's got to be Booth. And then the credits rolled and I went, oh, her name is Boof. Boof. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, and, and also. Poor girl. The, the thing was that everyone was one dimension. It, it, mm-hmm. it unrealistically portrays basketball on every oh, level. Can, okay, and, and, so can I. Can I, mean, I it should never be that low. Can I please talk about the basketball scenes? Because yeah. the biggest, most painful thing in this movie for me, as a guy who loves basketball, can they please hire actors who've picked up a fucking basketball <laughs> in their life? Oh, my God. It drives me absolutely mental. White Man Can't Jump is one of my favourite movies of all time. And Haven't watched it for years. The director said that at the time when they were filming, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes could have played Division II college basketball. They were that good. And mm. you can see it. In mm. this movie, I actually don't oh think God. Michael J. Fox has ever picked up a basketball. And the only time he looked like he was was when he was as the wolf and it was a stunt double playing basketball. Mm. You know what confuses it, me more? Oh, it, why it hurts the, me. Why is the, the boyfriend of the girl that he likes, who is at the same school as him, who hates him, on a different team? When no, I, think he was at, team. I think he was at a different school. But I, I, he was uh, him, seven no, years old. he was at the school. He was in the hallway. It's so confusing. Okay, I just, yeah. I don't it makes get no it. sense. No. He was also I mean, 37 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and can we talk about, I don't know if you guys noticed, so apparently this is a little bit of um, of, of pop culture lore. Um, uh, Elroy was forced us to pause the movie at the end. So after the basketball scene, there is a bit, and, and Shuri's nodding his head, so maybe Shuri's I don't know this. Mm. 
there's, there's a bit at the end, if you pause at a certain spot after they play basketball and they're all like, yeah, the movie's ending, there's a guy standing in the bleachers with his fly fully undone and you see oh just God. this moment where he's yeah. like, Whoop, and, like, pulls it up. It's really funny. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, probably the funniest I mean, part of the movie. I think I'd yeah. have to go back and see that. Look, it was yeah. just, no, I you just, should. I apologise to everyone for making you <laughs> no, watch this No, no, but you know what? Like, it's it's a piece of pop culture history, you know, even though it's terrible, I was like, well, I've seen it now, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know I look, I didn't take as long to get through it as you did, Dean, because pretty much I just double-screened the whole time. I was like, okay, I'm just oh. going to be on social media. And, <laughs> and what kills so. me is, I mean, that's the thing as well, like everyone's doing what they're there to do and it's very much the vision of the film is wrong. The director, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Oh, what about and also the other thing that I had a problem with or it made me kind of raise my eyebrows was his friend, what's his name, Styles, yeah. sitting mm. in class with a T-shirt that says, what are you looking at, dick nose? Yeah, oh, I'm, I know. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, I actually, no, I, but the costuming, like I'm very here for the costuming just because I think they just had a lot of fun with it. And, mm. and that's the thing. I actually think the messaging for everyone in this film, every department of the film had confused me, had a different mm-hmm. idea of, what film they were making, and then everyone just brought it to the table and this is what came out of it. Like the costuming is channeling one narrative. The the shooting is very simple but the, and the basketball stuff that they're all focusing on. The directing is going for something else. The actors are trying for a completely different tone. Like mm. everyone, everyone's coming at it from a, a different direction and what we got was this. Mm. The, the other scene that was I had a bit of a laugh at was when because the his dad as well his dad is a lovely character his dad is yes. probably the only probably the yeah. only genuine character in he's, the movie he's a, he's the only likable character I would say and he one does of look Booth. like I like Booth only, as well I like actually Booth. yeah one well, of the only yeah, likable characters two, two likable characters when he changed the werewolf he did look kind of like a groundhog or something like that not an actual wolf yeah but the scene where he's with the assistant principal and he tells Scott to go and then he walks up and talks to him and growls at him and then they both look down. I know it's supposed to be played for that he wet himself, mm. but if you look at another angle too, it could be that the, the assistant principal really enjoyed like getting grabbed. Can I like tell that. you something else that I think is funny? Is why is it always vice principals asserting their power? So it's never the principal. Yeah. Where's the principal in all of this? I love it. I'm still the vice principal here. So they're always coming from a place of inadequacy. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, I, in think, so many I think things. that's why, because they have, know, they have a superiority, I, I just, uh, inferiority complex. So they're trying I, I to. I find it interesting that they always already start from a point where that person feels inferior when it's like you could just. You know, mm. let yeah. them be the principal and let it be an actual conflict. Mm. <laughs> true, true. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a movie. Was, I mean, and that's a definitely thing. a movie. Yeah, when, when the father's like, "Oh, he's giving you giving you crap," and I'm like, "Well, that's an issue," but also your son's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. And it's yep. hard to watch Michael J. Fox be an asshole because, like you say, he's so likable and and in every other yep. way that like I was because I. I look. I primarily know Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe how much he really has just a way of delivering dialogues. There were so many moments where I was like, "It's Marty. It's it's yeah, Marty. Yeah. That's all I oh, can geez, hear." Doc. Yeah, like so, like yeah, he would even say say things, and I could hear the exact intonation, but just change the name to Doc. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. That, "That's Marty." Um, well, so it was hard just to, to change the movie. A dick. You could just have a scene in the background where Marty and Doc show up in the background, and this is oh just an God. alternate reality where Marty becomes a werewolf instead of a. And this is you know, it was just, a it's werewolf clip. dick. I mean, and I feel like this is a film that he was probably contractually put into doing mm. with the 
with the film company. Like, I was like, this is part of a deal or something. But yeah. Yeah, and that's probably why he doesn't uh, like it. Yeah. Just not mm. good. Just not good. Yeah. Well, we yeah. should move on to a movie we actually enjoyed then. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely should. The second film um, was my pick uh, because it was really one of the only, to be honest, werewolf movies I could think of that I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, and I haven't watched that many. So this was the one that I picked. Um, it was an American werewolf in London, which is a and and this is the one I was originally going to pick. This was mm. going to be the one that I was going to pick too. Yeah, and I watched this as a very young child, and and there's one scene that still oh sits with me. But oh, what a fantastic! You know movie. what? I I also and I'll I'll just be brief so that Shuri can give us our IMDb overview. I also watched this too young um, and, and sort of forgot about it. And I only watched it again for the first time since I was a child last year. This is kind of a fun, cute story. It was during lockdown. Um, Elroy, so I have this little projector thing that allows you to, like, project a movie um, and it can just plug into a laptop. So you can just have, like, a projector set up in your house. You can watch a movie on, like, a big projected screen on your wall or on a sheet hanging up or whatever. It's amazing. Um, Elroy, as a surprise... Uh, one night during 2020 lockdown, set up a sheet in his carport and had the my little projector machine in his car and it was like we were at a drive-in and, a drive-in. and, we, and awesome. we got in his car and we'd ordered like takeaway like milkshakes and burgers and we <laughs> sat in his car and it was like a, a stormy night so it was even all atmospheric and we had the big sheet up and we watched American Werewolf in London and that was awesome. Okay, that is cool. How yeah. cool oh is that? Oh, my God. And Very good the, choice to And it was the first time I'd rewatched it since I was um, a little kid. And, I, so- and you know what? You know, actually, no, I'm going to hold. Shory? Oh, we're going to get Shory, but before, I just want to throw in as well. Sorry, Shory. Um, I remember watching it that one time as a kid, and this was the next time I watched it. But this movie stuck with me so much. Yeah, I'll just say, uh, I've yeah. seen this probably 20 times, oh, and it yeah. is one of the Absolutely best brilliant. werewolf movies ever made. But it's two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists, which is pretty much the first 20 minutes of the movie, and then there's a lot more yeah. to follow yeah. that. Yeah. I have but to this say... Is, it is just such a goddamn good film. It's, it's so good. And when I rewatched it, there was a couple of points. I think at one point I actually paused it and I was like, what? And I was like, hang on, this movie's funny. And he was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah, like, really I didn't funny. Really know because I watched it once as a kid and was yeah. traumatised by the scary scenes, watched it again as an adult, and I was like, oh, my God, this is yeah. funny. It Can really straddles that line beautifully. Mm. The only two scenes I remembered as a kid um, were the scene, the first scene when he sees his friend in the bathroom, and I remember that mm-hmm. visual, yeah. uh, who was who was clawed by the werewolf, and the scene of him waking up with the um, animals in the zoo because he was naked. Ah. <laughs> and so they're the only two scenes I remembered. But what I love about this is even though I remember every element of the film as I'm watching it, mm. and I, I, I was constantly like three, four seconds behind myself with the viewing mentally, so mm. everything was constantly getting me exactly the way it needed to. Mm. It's just fantastic. This yeah. is how you do a werewolf film team with well, people. The, the only <laughs> scenes I remembered because I was such a big scaredy cat um, when I was a kid was the transformation scene. Oh. Which is terrifying. awesome. And the scene where, you know, when he starts to be plagued by bad dreams and there's one dream he has where he's lying in the hospital bed in the woods and then suddenly his face turns, like, just kind of monstrous. It kind of goes all yeah. pale and just that image. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's all I remembered. So I just always thought, oh, this movie's terrifying. And 
What a joy. Like is, right the way they the way they play with tension. Oh, I love and it. And right from the start, like the and the dynamic between characters, like I love the relationship between the two guys. Yeah. I love how they play on um the juxtaposition of English and American culture and really? English and American wow. humor. Mm-hmm. The pub yep. scene at the start is is fantastic. And even the way yeah. that did the you, guy So the you pub, did notice Rick Mayle. Rick Mayle, I know. <laughs> I know. I love that. But even the fact that the way he's he's telling his um story with his like his thick accent and every time he says it's heavy, great. he drops the H and pronounce it Evy because Evie. Yeah, it's still too heavy. Like it's just everything it's about so it good. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yep. I don't even know where to start about like why, what is oh, it? It's, it's one of those movies where if you haven't seen it, you need to probably pause and go watch it right now before we talk about it because yeah, the like it has the possibly the best werewolf transformation scene of all time made by Rick Baker, who is one of the greatest special effects guys ever. So good. Um, it is but the thing I love about the like it's not just a transformation like Michael J. Fox is where he looks at a mirror and then all of a sudden it is mm. it is painful. It hurts him, yeah. Oh, yeah. which it should be. It he stretches, his hands stretch, his face stretches. It's just it's so amazing. And it's yeah. one of those ones that they play, you know, when they talk about special effects. Every time there's a documentary about special effects people, this scene will get played. And mm. it yeah. just the way he it just it's, it's brilliant. Oh, it's mm. amazing. And it just even the first time I saw the film, I was I was blown away. And even now, like we're in 2021 mm. and it still blows me away of how good it looks. It looks like, yeah. it looks real. It looks it, so it feels, it feels like it's become, even today, it's still sort of one of those benchmark scenes of, of yeah. really good Absolutely. body horror. Oh, yeah. Like, Rick Baker yeah. set the bar that high that no one else yeah. has ever been able to really do much yeah. better. Was this yeah. pre, I'm just thinking, was this pre The Thing, this movie? Uh, oh, no, The Thing was maybe was just 84, a little, wasn't it? Or I think, I think the on. thing was late seventies, was it? So who who did the special effects? Thing, of the, the thing, thing was eighty two, nineteen eighty two. I'm pretty sure that was Rick Baker as well. Uh, okay, that that would make sense because I was about to say that's the only other movie I can think of that has kind of comparable. Oh no, sorry, that's Rob, Rob Button. Hang on, Rob Button did the makeup special effects. Where are we? Yeah, it was Rob. Button, but it doesn't say Rick Baker. I think it's a different mm. company. Okay. But that's so that's about uh was it 82 and we're talking 81. So next year. So hang on, which one was first? So <laughs> Werewolf was first. The Werewolf uh, was the first. thing was yeah. second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this really was one of the first really great examples of of that that kind of um yeah. body the horror. transformation is amazing. The use of tension, the use of building the fear, like the fact that we mm. all know what's going to happen because it's in the yeah. title. We mm-hmm. all see him scratched and attacked by a werewolf. Then he's in a yes. hospital and he's he's realising and coming to terms. I mean, even the mm. imagery for him in his dreams of the werewolves actually being Nazis and killing his family. like that's that's a, That was always the one a, that scared me as a kid, that scene. That mm. one made was probably the most uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but the creepiest you, you thing for me is them running in and killing kids and it was that mm. was the creepiest. My problem with it, even as a child, I remember just going, I don't like the fact that they're using a portrayal as Nazis because I don't know whether they're trying to articulate a narrative that's coming from Britain or from America, and I just found that really confusing. Mm-hmm. You thought that just, as a child? Oh, I, think I remember just, just going, the Nazis aren't right. Like, the Nazis right. aren't right. And now I look at it and go, yeah, what 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 are they trying to say with that kind of uniform? 
I mean, maybe it's, it is, maybe right. it's just that, you know, as an American, that that's sort of during that time was still kind of the go-to villain in, yeah. in like the public um, shared psyche of, of Americans because yeah. they saw themselves as heroes, you know, running in and, and saving. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, I don't know. But, um, you know, I do, I also like the fact that, him coming to terms with his discomfort with the changes that he's going through and accepting who he is, is almost also a bit of a, it's kind of running parallel to that culture shock and like that, that coming to terms with the new culture that he's in and like the juxtaposition of what he's used to and English culture, which is so different, Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. landscape, the people, the experiences, the way things are done. Um, So it's kind of got that just nice, subtle, um, but also, kind of how not through it? How not to be a nurse? Like, do not <laughs> just take a patient home from the mental hospital that you're staying because you think he's hot. It's the only <laughs> only part of the film that I don't like. Is I'm yeah. just like, this is not believable. I don't know why she's doing yeah. this. I don't know why she's fallen in love with him. Like, I read something about the. I was I was reading something about the film, and it and it mentions a nurse that becomes infatuated with him, and I'm like. But why? Like, yeah. I get, I, I get no. that that's what you were trying to portray. But like, he's not even that appealing. Like, I, no. I just, I mean, he's, but he's a, an exotic American. Yeah, I mean, I he's, <laughs> and they play up that American arrogance that that he has. So I'm like, even on that level, he's he's a bit irritating. But I, I just, yeah, I don't get that. Like. I felt I felt that that was kind of shoehorned in a little bit. Um, I think it's gonna have a bit of romance. I yeah, think thing- I think they just went. We need to have a a love interest. Yeah, to kind yeah, of- yeah. So they just well, it, it makes the moment at the end kind of work slightly and builds that tension. Yes, I think the yes. other thing I really love about this film is the way they play off whether it's his mind or the reality. Well, uh, or or the reality mm. of the, the the people that the werewolf has killed, um, mm. haunting haunting him as a person, telling him he has to kill himself to stop mm. this, you know, and they're constantly <laughs> yeah, like walking the, around. Yeah, like the scene in the it's cinema so where all cool. these people are trying to tell him, like, the different ways that he should kill himself. It's just, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's very, great. A, a lot of black humour. Like, there's a lot yeah. of... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of overt humour. Like, I do like the... Um, there's the, the detectives, like, uh, the, one of the detectives or the cops, like, there's some really, right at the start, some really funny... Um, like physical oh, humour at the start. When he, when yeah. he drops the stuff in the doctor's yes. office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it feels very, and especially like the the nurse herself, like everything about her feels like she's been pulled out of a carry-on film. Um, Completely. Without, without <laughs> the, the really over-the-top slapstick humour. But everything else yeah. about her, I'm just waiting. Like you're watching this and you're just waiting for her to make like a pussy joke or, you know, like you just, you're just waiting for it. Um, like they're very, yeah, it's that very um, quintessential camp British like casting, but, but they don't it, quite push it that far, but you, you get that vibe and it allows you to enjoy it and laugh at it. Yeah. And it's it's, and it's directed it's by John Landis of- too. Like yeah. Landis is known for, he made the movies of most of our childhoods too. Like he mm. made, you know, he made uh, the Blues Brothers. He made this. He made wow. Trading Places. He made Twilight Zone, the movie. And that's and this is where obviously this humor plays in. Like what I love about it is you've got the humor and the horror, and it's mm. not about the gray. It is there, and and it sits mm. in both worlds perfectly. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's really it's good. a brilliant film. And it's I have so to good. say, even though I I find it really hard to watch werewolf transformation scenes, I. I, I can appreciate it. 
Like I can appreciate mm-hmm. the the special effects and how, you know, groundbreaking something like that was for the body horror genre. Like, I, I mean, it's just yeah. like the thing. I love that. I love that movie. I love the thing because of the narrative and the way it builds tension is absolutely superb, even mm-hmm. though I hate watching the, the, <laughs> nearly the entire movie is body horror, which I hate looking at, but I love the film. So, I, and it clearly serves a purpose in this film. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. So what I you're really saying is this film. when we, if we do move on and do just like other stuff, you don't want to do a Cronenberg episode where it's just nothing but body horror. I don't think I've seen any Cronenberg stuff. I don't well, know. Maybe what. we have to do one then. I mean, I'm, do I'm we? Say, yeah. Shory, Shory will certainly have things in his back pocket that we'll absolutely not be able to watch because you don't want to. I'm sure. No, the st- yeah. There is stuff that I haven't suggested while we're doing this because I know you won't be able to watch it. Hang on. I'm just Googling Cronenberg movies. Oh, okay. I have seen The Fly and I did not enjoy Why? the, you know, <laughs> This, you know what, Zoe, I've been Brundle I've fly. been watching Futurama, so every time you've said Cronenberg, I've thought Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Okay, so I, I we, have seen We Melt the Body, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did a history of violence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good film and not so much a great film. the body horror kind of genre, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if The Fly is the tone of Cronenberg films, then, yeah, no, that's not really. <laughs> Again, No great, deal. Great, no, no deal. No, no bingo. Great narrative, but, like, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> and especially my beloved Jeff Goldblum, I don't want to see him <laughs> looking, you know, like, I love him. Don't ruin the fantasy for Danny Goldblum fantasy <laughs> no. for me, okay? <laughs> So, like, like I said at the start, like this is a movie. It's, it's a quintessential horror movie. It Absolutely. is. It is one of those ones where, like, if you talk about, you know, the top ten, if you're introducing someone to horror and you want to pick a film, like, I, as much as the next film we're going to talk about was probably the the one we all love the most. Mm. This one is. I'm gonna say it's it's Amer- this uh, American Werewolf in in London is topper for me, but that's just yeah yeah it's no, still great. Fair. The next one's still yep. great. Hang on, so you would you think if you had to come up with a top ten list of horror movies to introduce someone to horror, you would have American Werewolf in there? Yeah, not so absolutely. much as in like all wow. the horror movies, but yeah. I'm talking like if you were gonna do a top ten of okay, we have to put a werewolf film in there, we have to put a vampire film in there. This would be the one I'd show to people. Yeah, okay. As a werewolf film, because well, yes, as I much agree. as I love, I love The Howling. I think The Howling is an amazing film too, mm. but I think this is better. Mm. You know, and I love Silver Bullet, probably mm. more because of Gary Busey. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> Has anyone seen American Werewolf in Paris? Is that shit? Do not watch that movie. Okay. Okay. I had a feeling that would be <laughs> that, that yeah. movie is uh, is a dumpster fire, and it is okay. CGI werewolves. And oh no! Awful. Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, it is awful. Do not watch that movie. And, and do not even talk about that movie. That movie doesn't. Exist. <laughs> that movie is dead gonna, to me. I know. It's Kingdom of the Crystal shortly. Skull level does not exist. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I know we're going to pivot shortly into our final film, but I just want to touch on one last bit of American Werewolf in London that I yeah. absolutely loved. 
Um, the end at Piccadilly Circus when the wolf, you've got the cops and and he's transformed into a werewolf in the porn cinema and the wolf runs out around Piccadilly Circus and all of the cars crashing and people tra- being killed. And, and that was the most amazing scene of, of like even a car crashing into a car, then a policeman sandwiched between two cars. And just the way they did all of, all of that filming was absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. to create this chaos mm. that wasn't just a small amount of chaos but this huge explosion of it and then you know they've got the wolf trapped in an alley it's, it was just absolutely brilliant but name mm. me an alley around piccadilly circus that ends that's all i have to say there's not one they just lead to more things so the wolf well, would have just kept running my, my problem is when i see piccadilly circus it makes me think of wayne's world too where garth just goes yeah what a shitty circus Ah, that's funny. How cool was that scene? That's great. And I just realised that's kind of a, um, that was kind of foreshadowed at the beginning of the movie when they're talking about Remember the Alamo and the woman at the the, um, slaughtered lamb or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um, says, yeah, I saw that at Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. And you guys notice that the soundtrack, every song has moon in the title, right? No. I did not. There because we're not Does super it... nerds, Shuri. <laughs> I have to be good at something, all right? We're, we're we all are nerds. super nerds. Yeah, we are. I, I have to be good at something. No, because it, it opens no, with that's cool. Room. Then there's Moon Dance, Bad Moon Rising. Like, it's all, all the stuff I that like gets played it. in the soundtrack. But it's you know what? I love, cool. I love little things like that that... Um, that are embedded into into films that are there for for really eager nerds like us to kind of dig into yeah. it and find and go, hey, I see what you did there. I think that <laughs> thing as well is it just makes it fun for the creators too that yeah. they've got yeah. the cool thing that they've done with it, and I love that. Absolutely. But honestly, this this for me is up there, and because I watched it young as well. I mean, it's not one I would show my nieces or nephews because they would no. hate it. But <laughs> I it's absolutely, not to mention the I, sex scene, which is quite you know. Yeah, but if I had to show someone a, a film introducing them to horror, this will be one of them. Yeah, it's mm. it's, it's the werewolf film, film I would show people for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh God, thinking about that sex scene now has made me think about that fucking sex scene in um what, what the Halloween the um Halloween three. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, at least this this I felt like the sex scene in this went longer than it needed to, but at least it was. Yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, as did actually, you know, when he was flicking on the TV and then you watch the whole commercial, mm. the mm. news of the world and the interview with that one woman. And I was like, does this go anywhere? No, <laughs> it's literally just, and like, and she's like, and then the scandal, it shocked me. And then it was hilarious. <laughs> and you did, you guys did notice when he's in the hospital and the American guy comes to meet him, the bald American guy, that's yeah. Frank Oz. Is that, I was just really? about to say his voice. I was like. <laughs> That sounds like wow. fucking Kermit the Frog. Like, he's not why? Kermit though. But but it he's had not. that. Like, I yeah. knew that it was something that I was familiar with. I was like, That's you so sound cool. like it's, a it's puppet or a cartoon character or a something mm-hmm. that I know. Yeah, yep. I was actually going to. Cool. I thought it this morning. I was going to Google it and be like, "Is that guy the voice of something?" <laughs> why? Why Google? Just ask Shory. Just ask Shory. Yeah, exactly. Shory is my search engine of choice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Or Alrighty. just shorey it. Yeah, just shorey it. There you go. We'll turn shorey into a verb. Just shorey it. I like that. <laughs> I could get real, real anyway, awkward real fast. That could get weird. Yep. That could get weird. I'm going to take a quick shorey. All right, everyone, let's dive into the last, but certainly not the least. A brilliant choice by shorey for this uh, werewolf option. Yes. 
mm-hmm. we dived into ginger snaps. Ginger snaps, which when I when we were talking werewolves, and I I had started this many 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 years ago when I was a probably around the two early two thousands. But I'll talk about this. I'll tell you this plot synopsis first. Two death-obsessed sisters, outcasts in their suburban neighbourhood, must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Did you say two death? Death, 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 death. Oh, sorry. I thought Not death was hard of hearing and I was no, like, no, 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 I no. suddenly I had missed something that was, I was no, like, did no, I miss no, that? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so this was one that I, I remember getting on VHS in the early 2000s and I got about 10 minutes in and I, I don't, I remember not either not enjoying the start of it or just sort of going eh, and moving on to something else. Oh. And so when I picked it this time, it was more of a, I really do want to watch this because I've heard it is brilliant. And then reading the synopsis and reading more into it, I thought, I think Emma will absolutely love this movie. And it just seems like if we're talking stuff that make would make Emma's eyes light up when a movie comes on, it's a lot of the stuff in this. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was great, but I also think it was half an hour too long. For Maybe. me, I guess t- things I mean, that confuse me, and I'm and I'm saying this from a place of absolute love, like yeah. this was great, this is a great film, and we'll get to why a bit more, but I was so confused when they were attacked by a werewolf because of the hair, I assumed that they were werewolves already. Like, so I was really confused <laughs> at the start. Hang on, really? They were, already, they were already werewolves because they had the messy hair and I just thought that was the narrative that we were going with and they were in so high So what, like a chick can't have crazy hair without being a werewolf? I, I, hang on a minute, there's crazy <laughs> hair and then there's yeah, Emma, what's your excuse? that they both have. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, film. do you want me to take this scrunchie out because like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to werewolf out? Oh, yeah. yeah. I just... It was, and, and because it was the constant hair, I, I was so, and then when the werewolf attack happened, I was sitting there and I was like, wait, they weren't werewolves already? Because that's the trope that we normally wow. see when someone turns. Okay, I and, did and, not and, think and that And then I was all. like, I've been confusing myself. They just really hate the annoying people at school. Yeah. Okay, got it. I think Which they're just, fair. that was just part of their uh, character characterization as weirdos. Yeah. They were just, yeah, yeah. they didn't really care about being popular or, or socialising and therefore they just didn't worry about brushing their hair or yeah. also, I, I mean, the only hair thing that bothered me was the wig that one of, that the younger sister yeah. Um, was yeah, wearing. Yeah. I was like, God, that wig is fucking awful. Yeah. But we all so, knew yeah. someone like this in high school too. We all yeah. knew a person, oh, yeah. at least one person like yeah, this yeah. in high school. Well, I, I have to say this right from the start, this movie fucking intrigued me. Like the opening, I was like, oh, the dog poor in the sandbox I was like okay but then it then it goes to the sisters who are like talking about how they're gonna die together and they've got this pact and then it starts going through the different scenes of them faking their death and taking photos and I was like okay this is brilliant weird enough that I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm really intrigued I don't know where the hell this is going but I'm kind of here for it and from there it, for me, it just got better and better. I was like, holy shit. I was mm-hmm. like, this is a, a narrative about girls, for yeah. girls. It yeah. passed the Bechdel test with, like, flying colours. I was like, the, the central story is about the love between these two sisters and yep. their mm-hmm. loyalty to one another um, in spite of everyone and everything else. Um, and, and what even, a great thing uh, to see played out. Like yes. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. And it was like 
like, pardon the metaphor, but it was fucking dripping with, like, you know, <laughs> si- like symbolism around, like, women's bodies and I mean, not girls just coming of age. Conversation. Oh, after and with the great with the great scene with the werewolf like that werewolf attack scene was brilliant in my mm-hmm. mind I loved it. Then the werewolf gets the werewolf gets hit by uh, hit by at someone driving a car. But then when the body changing is going on and and they're talking about it not in a in a in a little way literally like is it your period like what the hell like yeah. it's great. Can we talk? Can we talk about periods? Because yeah, I'm absolutely. just like oh my god, absolutely. this is a film that I and I was watching it thinking. Why has no one ever, well, not that I've seen, thought to do this before? To yeah. link mm-hmm. the idea of a werewolf and a full moon and a monthly cycle, like yeah. Doi, to women's periods. Even the fact that she, like this, like I said, so heavy with metaphor. Like the fact that exactly. she, it's when she is becoming a woman and getting her period. It literally, moments before she's attacked, she starts bleeding. She gets, mm-hmm. she gets yeah. her period um, and then she gets attacked and, you know, her sister is marking the days on a calendar, tracking her cycle yeah. to figure out when she's going to turn into it. Like, I'm just like, it's holy right. shit, if, why have in, we never seen even, this before? Even the nurse explaining the period and, oh, you'll just have this for the next 30 years. Well, yeah. yeah. But also in the hands of, like, a, I think a male director, they would have made some reference to that oh, they would have screwed bleeding up attracted the werewolf to her or something, you know, it attracts mm-hmm. bears, you know, that sort of stuff like that. In the hands of a lesser director, it would have been very cliched and very... And it's, it would have been really That's what I love. This could have been so cliche and it's not in yeah. any way, shape or form. It's yeah. brilliant. It's a great... This script in the wrong hands would have yeah. could have been really shit and it's brilliant. Yep. Yeah, it is. I mean, and just, you know, the the idea of the, the monstrosity of... Um, you know, women's this idea that women's bodies are monstrous and they go through this bloody change when when yeah. girls are becoming women, and the torment and the pain that girls experience when they're going through that is just perfectly mirrored in her transition from you know a person to wolf. Even the yeah. fact that she becomes more sexually promiscuous and sexually active and more confident. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's scenes that made me laugh out loud, like when the older sister goes to goes to drive off in the car with the guy that she's suddenly just, you know, desperate for and, and has been dating. And her sister runs up and bangs on the window and she's like, She's ovulating. And it's meant to be this the, this warning, like this really desperate warning that, you know, because that's obviously um, happening in parallel with her transition into a wolf. And, like, even the fucking cake that the mum brings out to celebrate that she's becoming a woman is dripping. The mum made a cake. Like it's but it's dri- yeah. dripping with this the, red jammy goo down the side and I'm like, oh, come on. Like The mum was my favourite character. The, mum the mum's great. amazing. I love her. The I'm scene right at the end when everything's going to shit and she goes, We'll just run away. We'll go and start a new life somewhere. Oh, what about dad? Nah, he'll just blame me for this anyway. (laughs) Oh, my God. I loved it. I'm going to set the house on fire. Can I just tell you how much I absolutely love that and how rare it is to see a moment like that where someone who's cast, usually cast in this really shallow, 
uh, stereotypical role as like yep. this housewife mm-hmm. that just takes after everyone and she's kind of dopey and clueless. She's not at all. She turns around at the end and she figures out what's happening. And yeah. she, again, it's this is women being there for each other. She's like, come on, girls, we'll just get out of here. Acknowledges what we all know is the reality, which is that she, as you know, the, the parent who's really the most involved, the most active, would end up being blamed for this anyway, whatever yeah, exactly. her daughters do. She acknowledges that. It's just like, nah, fuck your dad. He'll just, yeah, we'll he'll just, just blame we'll just, me. We'll burn the house down and we'll yeah. just go. I was just like, I want to see that. I want to see them, like, I fucking loved yeah. this movie. Even the it way was great. Like, it was such when a great story. talking about the the cramps and everything, and she's mm. almost doing cartwheels across the kitchen because, oh, my God, yes, she's getting her period. <laughs> it's yep. so funny. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. And I, I have to say, like, even even the ending for me was was just perfect. Like, I, I actually felt really emotional at the ending mm-hmm. of this film. Like, I, I felt that love between the sisters yeah. and I yeah, felt yeah. that grief when she accidentally stabs um her her sister yeah. and then sees that she's slowly starting to die and goes and lies on her so yeah. that, and then yeah. her sister finally lets go when mm-hmm. this is this uh, is what's beautiful it's beautiful like this is what's yeah. great about this film as well like everybody has to watch it everyone mm. who's listening this is a must watch absolutely yeah, yeah. and it's the Perfect. fact that it is about their relationship and then you know the fact that as she's changing, she's the sister can infect people mm-hmm. and she's trying to get her sister to drink the blood and to be infected so that she can join mm-hmm. her. And the sister's like, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, but a part of her wants to because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to leave her sister. She's terrified mm-hmm. that she's going to be... It's this beautiful relationship that still travels over um, and, and it, it's fantastic the way... The, other, the other thing I really liked yeah. too was that, you know, the older sister becomes a werewolf, becomes more confident, becomes more promiscuous becomes everything you know she just becomes almost the opposite of what she was beforehand mm. yeah. in a good way when she infects the the guy he becomes this ugly savage monster yeah. who's mm. trying to kill kids and all sorts of stuff and it just sort of shows that you know men and women it, it can be a very different thing you know the men well, is the animal, animalistic think- horrible side of it too Mm. I think it's actually a good portrayal for puberty for both sexes, if I'm going to be really honest. Mm. Like yeah. like the reality of the power that there is for men with that coming of age and, and what that means for them. It is the uh, the ugly side as opposed to what it is for, for women. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, perhaps I, I just I actually part of what I thought, again, with, with the metaphor um, that was carried throughout this entire film. I don't know if anyone else really caught this, but there was a moment after she infected the guy, he essentially caught her period. Like it pissed he, blood. Yes. Oh yeah, blood. no, that's right. He yeah, started yeah. bleeding from his bleeding penis. From his and I was like, oh my God, he caught her period. Like <laughs> this is this just this is what I say, what I mean when I said at the start, this movie was dripping in metaphor for just <laughs> I think it's just the way other the way as a society we view women's periods is so monstrous and terrifying and especially mm. during puberty um you know uh for, for other kids and especially boys it, it's this awful gross uh, terrible thing um and in that moment where he's infected by her and then he suddenly has has the experience that so many women have had where there's suddenly like a red blotch on the back of their, their yeah. tracksuit pants or whatever, he's got the – I was just like, all right, this movie's just 
fucking brilliant. I I absolutely adore it. It's absolutely great. Like yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you so much for picking this because I didn't know that a werewolf film could be this way, and I'd mm-hmm. never I'd never heard of this and. Now I'm looking it up online after I watched it and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a cult scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's massive. People love this. Like is, okay, dare I ask, are the sequels I haven't seen them. I've heard that the second one is very good too. Okay. I don't know about the third. But this is the thing. I hired it back in the day because I thought it was a, you know, the reviews were coming out that it is one of the best, not only werewolf films, but also films about women out there at the time. And I think I don't know whether it was I wasn't in the mood to watch it then or I was just a dumb 17, 18 year old who just was like, mm, I can't bother both. watching a movie about werewolf chicks, you know, sort of thing. Mm. Which you know, we all grow and we all become better people. Yeah. Um, but I, I really wish I had stuck it out back then because it's an amazing film. And it's it's, it's one of those films where you could show this to a, you know, you're doing a health class for teenage girls and you know. In high school, you could show this to them as a look. We're going to watch a fun film, but it's also lots of metaphor and lots of stuff mm. that you should understand about what's going to happen to your body and growing up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. for an age-appropriate audience, absolutely, mm, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I I don't I don't know what to say. I just have <laughs> just massive heart feelings for this film. Like yeah. I just seeing because I just feel like we are. It, it is still rare to see films that are centred on relationships between women without them being, uh, without those relationships serving the story of a, of a male protagonist or mm-hmm. without that relationship being defined by fighting over a man or, yeah. or something like that. And to just see this depiction of a movie that is at its core just about the sisters and their yeah. um, love mm-hmm. for each other. And especially, yeah, again, that scene where the, the mum comes in at the end, I was just like, oh, yeah, just like chef's kiss. It's brilliant. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful little touch at the end. Yeah, I highly recommend this film. And as someone who, as I said, not into werewolf films, I loved this. I absolutely loved it. Um, also thought this had quite a good transformation. Um, no, I don't know if there was like a particular transformation scene, but I really enjoyed how they drew out her, yeah. her transition. It wasn't quick, yeah. And it was like, yeah, I kind of liked how they did that. Like when she started growing a tail. Um, yeah, that was cool. That was my favourite know? part. And and it was, it was very... Um, it was very phallic, which again I think is is kind of a reference to really just you're changing bodies through puberty and how at that age you're thinking about um, you're thinking about those bits a lot, your own and other people's, because you're becoming sexually active and you know um, and there's even the scene where she tries to cut her tail off, mm-hmm. um, which is like oh um, you know and her hair slowly starting to go yeah. white. They did, and- they did it brilliantly to not yeah. make it and, and not make it that two-dimensional thing, which was really yeah. great. And it allowed, this movie allowed women and girls to be more, to be more than just mm-hmm. what they usually are. Like it, yeah. even to the point where when she goes, the old, when Ginger goes to the party at the greenhouse at the end and she tries to seduce um, the guy, when she opens her top, she's not, um, she doesn't look characteristically um, you know, like 
porny, sexy. Yeah. Like she's kind of got gross. Like you can see, yeah. she's getting like, she's a bit gaunt and yeah, she's, the, like the rib cage is doing that thing that like yeah, dogs have, where it like sort she, of goes. She, like a bit she of a looks point. a bit grotesque, and yeah. I'm like, that's fucking great because they could have like made that scene have her look like a fucking Playboy bunny, which mm-hmm. would just not be realistic because exactly. she's turning mm-hmm. into an animal. And yeah. yeah. It's it's so good. Yeah, it was great. So good. I think the only thing I wasn't a huge fan of was the wolf design at the end. Mm. But I only say that because I was fine. We're comparing it to American Wolf in London. Yeah, but also this is a very low budget film. Like I I don't expect it to have Rick Baker effects on a a movie that costs not much at all. So I I felt like it could have had more hair. Yeah, it looked a bit like a but yeah, it looked more like a greyhound to me than a werewolf. It actually, yeah. It probably was. Like, I don't know. I, I focused mm. so much on the storyline that when that happened, I didn't mind. That's yeah, the thing oh, yeah. of it. Like, I, I, only, I get it. I only say it as that we watched, you know, like we said, the greatest werewolf transformation of all time. Yeah. To compare yeah, yeah. the two is not fair. Mm. It's not fair. No, it's, exactly. It's, but it's also you're working on a movie with like a million-dollar budget. Mm. Mm. It's another must-watch. Like, it's a great script, yeah. brilliantly done, yeah. really yep. good. And I, can I just say, I also loved how at the end there's a moment when I forgot the younger sister's name, Bridget. Not Ginger, maybe Bridget. Not Ginger. I think it's Bridget. I think it's Bridget. <laughs> yeah, Bridget. Um, she. I, I love that there's a moment that she actually attempts to, because she's because she's so committed to her sister and that relationship. She actually attempts to make peace with being a wolf and there's this yeah. uncomfortably long scene where she just drinks blood for a while to see if she mm. can get herself and then finally kind of goes, no, I can't. No. I can't do this. When and that like, was happening, I was like looking at the screen and my mind was exploding. I was like, the mm. fact that we're getting to see this is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, you know, and it's just nothing I've seen before. Yeah, she's willing to go to that length just because of the, the you know the loyalty Their that she, she has yeah to her sister um yeah uh yeah fucking yeah. So good. I'm so glad this one. Thank I'm you, so Shari. glad you loved it. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. so grateful to you for introducing me to this. This is eventually like, I'll make up for on. some party massacre too. <laughs> <laughs> or body melt. You know, body melt's probably worse. You know what? I feel like you almost no, made, up, made up for both of those films just with this one because this just really tickled me. So yeah, it was it was literally reading, like watching it and reading about it, going this this could be the ultimate Emma horror movie right here. This, I don't yeah. know if it's we're going to pick another one that's going to hit all the boxes. It sort of gave me Jennifer's body vibes, but more, um, but uh, but a bit grittier, <laughs> yeah. um, grittier and darker. And I think yeah. I think I kind of prefer it even a little bit over Jennifer's yep. body because it is it's not as safe. It doesn't play it as safe. Jennifer's body no. pushes some boundaries, and yeah. I love Jennifer's body, um, but. Uh, this this one, but Jennifer's Body is yeah. also that film, very much of that team film of its time, with the treatment that was a part of it. I mm-hmm. actually think if Jennifer's Body had come out eight years earlier, it would be like this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, like totally. Jennifer's yeah. Body is very much that tone of the time. Mm. Yeah. No, I think and I'm going to. I think I'm going to check out the sequel to this. I'm going to have a look at some reviews because I don't want to watch if it's going to ruin the Let's look at it now. Let's so, <laughs> Shory, you haven't watched any of the reviews, have you? No. Not. Okay. Like I said, well, this, is, this was the first time I sat through this one for the whole thing. Well, it's got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, wow. So that's it's 66% audience score, 88% from reviewers, which is still that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. I think that's very good. That's still quite good for Rotten Tomatoes. So... 
you know, maybe it is maybe it is worth watching the sequel. And the the third one, because there is a trilogy, mm-hmm. the third one is set in uh, 19th century Canada. So it's back, oh. they go back in time for the third one. Oh. Which would be even probably you know just as interesting to see the. So just the, out of curious, does the second one play with the same characters, or it's a whole new? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sequel's yeah, a direct does. sequel. The third one goes back in time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so hang on, I'll read you the little synopsis of the of the sequel, um, if I can find it. I've got it here, if you like. Yes, go for it. So Ginger's sister Bridget, now a werewolf herself, must try to find a cure for her bloodlust before the next full moon while hiding out in a rehab clinic from a relentless werewolf. Mm. Okay, cool. Interesting. Love, love it. And then the third one called Ginger Snaps Back. Ginger Uh, Snaps Back. Set in 19th century Canada, Bridget and her sister Ginger take refuge in a trader's fort, which later becomes under siege by some savage werewolves. All right. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Can I just ask as well, this may seem like a silly question and maybe there's an obvious answer, but why is it called ginger snaps? Is it is it literally well, like snappy jaw? I think like, it's well no, it could, I think it's a play on or is it like she snaps um, like I, yeah, silly, I thought or? and also the food was kind of a play on on if I'm gonna just get a little bit well there's the food, there's the play on it, but I think it's also trying to poke a little bit of um tongue in cheek fun at female anatomy and ginger pubes. <laughs> but what what snaps got to I don't I think that's like the period thing involved. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good. Snaps. Is snaps like a, a mean something else that I'm not aware of? I don't I th- know. I'm I thought it was just. <laughs> I thought it was just like she. It's the play on the you know ginger snaps, which is like the the biscuit or whatever it is. But then it's also she's. Why? What is the biscuit changing, got to do so with this? I don't know. I mean, the biscuit has snaps. nothing to do with it. It's weird. No, it's it it nothing to do with no it. Sense. But it's it's more that it's like she's. She's changing. She snaps as in she starts to become more and that as well, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to it's... look up, like, why is it called Ginger Snaps? But I can't find any information. Damn it. <laughs> okay, this is, this is going to be my task Maybe if you know, if you know everyone, why don't you let us know? You can hit us yes, up on our please. socials yes. and let us know what you think Ginger Snaps means yeah. or what, what are we missing? Yes, please, because we need to know. Or this can just be my task for the day because we're in lockdown. What else am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. You know, except watch Grey's Anatomy and, and look up the etymology of movie titles. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Well, gosh, that was fun. That, that was, was great. Mm. Except for Team Wolf, I recommend everyone watching the rest of the films we talked about. Yes. I really yeah. do. Don't, don't worry about Team Wolf. Yes. Absolutely and not. You're all in for more fun tomorrow when we do our final episode of the Monster Series. I'm not going to yes, say what it we're is. Getting our monsters mm. on. I can't wait to. The I final monster. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited for the next monster. Uh, look, I'm excited all around. This is a whole heap of fun. And yeah. I mean, we're currently in lockdown, so look at us. Uh, we're finding ways to keep connected uh, yeah. and keep recording. Uh, and mm-hmm. we hope you're all enjoying this with us. Yep. Awesome. Well, until tomorrow, we'll see you then. Hello, my children of the night. Chishori, wanted to drop you a few more recommendations after our vampire and werewolf episodes. Uh, Vampires, uh, there are so many to pick from. You know, you've got the original Bela Lugosi Dracula. Uh, You've got Let the Right One In, a more recent one, which was a heap of fun. Uh, 30 Days of Night is pretty good too. Uh, Very, very violent. 
Um, and for werewolves, uh, you've got things like uh, Silver Bullet, which is always fun watching Corey Haim burn around on his uh, motorbike wheelchair, and uh, The Howling, which is an absolute classic and one that I love. Uh, while we're at it if you guys want to head over to our website make sure you vote in our poll to see which one of the nine movies we pick for our we get to watch for our 31st episode uh looking forward to see what you guys pick thanks speak to you tomorrow